Welcome to the I Know a Thing podcast. Today we're back with Karen Anderson, best-selling novelist and award-winning animal communicator. We'll pick up where we left off on reincarnation and then move into deeper topics, including how our pets can reflect our inner selves and how our catastrophizing not only affects us, it affects our pets as well. So I have a question about the reincarnation. Um, so we had heard that our our pups were humans at one point. And so I'm, you know, I'm wondering how that all works. Like, I didn't realize you could reincarnate between animals and humans, or even, even if you believe that's true. And then I had someone say to me at once, oh, well, um, your dog must have done something really bad to have been reincarnated back into an animal. And I'm like, actually, my dog is probably better than most human <laughs> beings. So I kind of find it opposite. Like, and so when you say that, you know, that the animals are closer to the God source, like, I'm wondering, are they, are they like a higher being even than humans? Like, how does that work? I know I asked a ton of I questions. I think that they, I, th- I think that, yes, I think that they have a higher vibrational energy because of their pureness. I mean, they are truly, they just live, they, they teach us so much. They, they live in the moment. They mm-hmm. don't worry about yesterday or last week. They don't stress about the future. Oh, I've got to, you know. I got to deal with so-and-so in two weeks, or I got a, you know, an issue coming up. They're in the moment. They're truly about right here, right now. They are all, they're about self-preservation in a non-ego way. You know, humans are all ego most of the time. And I say ego, not in the bad sense, but ego drives us. Ego keeps us out of danger. Um, animals are usually very much just self-preservation and they're in the moment you know, living their best life. They're in the sunspots, they're running in the grass, they're playing, they're doing what they want to do. They're all the things we aren't. Mm-hmm. They represent everything that we should be doing with our lives. And they're reminders, they're barometers of us. So if your pet is unbalanced, I track that back to you. You are unbalanced somewhere. There's an imbalance somewhere because your pet picks up that energy off of you and shares that imbalance with me. So let me go back to your question. So are they more divine? Are they closer? You know, are they angelic beings? I think so. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that from what I have seen, just because they're the closest to the divine source that any living being can get to. Um, in my experience, they're up there with, you know, archangels with these divine light beings. I mean, they truly are pure. Humans, not so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a long way to go to get there. I think we can get there at some level, but we have a long way to go. And to answer your question about reincarnation with animals coming back as humans and reincarnating back into pets, I have found that there is no rule book when it comes to reincarnation that anything can happen. Most of the time I have found a dog will reincarnate back as a dog, a cat will reincarnate back as a cat, a horse, a horse, a bird, a bird, 
a human a human, but I have also seen instances where it has changed from animal to human, human to animal. So I do believe that in the progression of that soul, if that's in the highest and best interest for that soul to experience life as a human, to experience life as an animal, I do believe that that is possible. I don't think that there's someone standing there with a clipboard ticking a box going, well, you're a dog, so you have to come back as a dog and you can only be a dog. Can't be a cat, can't be a bird, can't be a human. I don't think so. I think it's more about the growth of that soul on a spiritual level. Just like you and I, we're growing as spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience in this body. When this body fails us and can no longer go on, our spiritual side, our soul will continue. We can choose an exit point, just like animals. And at that point, we can stay in the afterlife, hang out and do whatever we want to do over there. Or we can choose to come back and reincarnate into another body. And on that note, reincarnation is not cloning. I got this a lot. People want their pets back. Well, I want my, my dog or my cat back, you know, exactly the way. That doesn't happen. It's mm -hmm. It can't happen. It's a different body. It's a different time. It's a different lifetime. Cloning is trying to get the same thing back the way that it was. So reincarnation, you have a different, entirely different experience. You may see little snippets of your beloved companions or your loved ones in them. You may even see them sharing the body or the energy of your living pets. That's really um, common to have an afterlife um, energy share the physical body of your existing companions so they can come back and experience love and being held and petted and, you know, just that physicalness. So that's very common. I hear that a lot. I see that a lot in my past sessions. So I think there there is a a very wide um, birth, if you will, of what can and can happen in reincarnation with coming back in to this world. I don't think that there's a lot of rules. I think it's all about spiritual growth. If it's in the highest and best for that soul to experience that, they can experience it. And that's why they keep coming back to us again. Because I have people say, well, what if they come back into body and I miss them? You know, I didn't adopt the dog or the cat or I didn't rescue it out of the street or I didn't, you know, it, what what happens? Do they go on with someone else? In my experience, no. There's so much more going on than we know about. There's so many things happening behind the scenes that our beloved companions are meant for us and they will always come back to us. And if that opportunity didn't pan out, they can retract or they can find another opportunity. It's kind of like a an airplane coming in for a landing. Let's say they're, you know, they're circling around the airport and air traffic control is saying, I don't have any runways open. You're just gonna have to wait until a runway opens. It's kind of like that. 
They can just circle around and swirl around. When an opportunity presents itself, they say, hey, we've got a perfect spot for you. Come on in. They can come in. Mm -hmm. So I think it's more like that. I don't think it is um, necessarily a structured system. I think it's very fluid and very flexible because let's say your beloved companion was a horse, lived you know, a long life, 30, 40 years. You guys had this amazing experience together and this particular horse wants to come back to you, but you know, now you've moved into a 55 and older retirement center. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So how is that animal going to come back to you if you don't have, first of all, the, the income to support a horse or the ability to support a horse or the place or the stable or, you know, any of that stuff? Well, they could choose to come back as a parakeet or a fish or cat, something mm -hmm. smaller when the opportunity presents itself. But again, they're not going to be the clone of who you remember. You'll see little essences like you've experienced, little reminders, little things that go, oh my God, that's just like frisky, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what happens. It's like an like an essence of them. You you get little uh little bits and and moments where it where your souls go, hey, remember me? Yeah, I remember you. Yeah, that's like it's like it's a like mannerism or something yeah. that they do, even that they're different animals but I'm pretty sure Leo was intending to come back as a big dog because whenever he encounters big dogs he like he just goes after them even though he's like only 18 pounds and I think he was like, he like oh yes. she wants a small dog okay well it's gonna happen yes. so I, I really think anything's possible and you know we can't we can't rule out you know what can happen? What can't happen? I've had many clients come to me and say, I swear my cat is my grandmother. Hmm. And, you know, I've had sessions where we've gotten confirmation that, yes, grandmother decided to come back as a cat or whatever it was. Can we prove that? No. But then the animal tells me something that only the grandmother would know. Or, you know, there's other some other kind of, I'm always for the evidence. I, I can't help it. Mm -hmm. It's my law enforcement background. I always want evidence. I want proving. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's that's why I called myself an evidential medium. So for anybody who's looking to um you know book a session. Oh, look at this angel. Oh my goodness. Who is this? And I also one interesting thing. Hi Leo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cuteness. So cute. He's so sweet. Now I see I forgot what I was talking about because he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna just say, like, one thing you might one... kind of notice was the word choice. You know, when you were talking about reincarnation and kind of choices, and I know Lauren's concerned about coming back as a mosquito well, in another we're not talk about insects. Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, not insects, I'm just saying, like, where if it's <laughs> you know, like you kind of choose like what you want to do. Like there's a choice that is involved, you know what I mean? If you like she said, if you're a horse, but you live, you're, you need to go back and there's a place, there's not a room for a horse, you would choose to become back as like a hamster. Yeah. You know, like maybe Leo wanted to come back as my third child, but I decided not to have a third child. True so fact. he was like, oh, this is my, this is my yes. entry point. Yes. I mean, so, I mean, it does, like choice is in, involved in that, you yes. know, there's some choice. It's yeah. not, 
um, which I think is interesting. Um, the other I thing is opportunity. It's definitely opportunity because yeah. sometimes they don't have the opportunity and they're happy to just stay in the afterlife in spiritual form. That mm -hmm. is not a letdown to them. It may be a little bit for us, but not for them because the afterlife is so loving and fulfilling and satisfying. So there's, there's no, it's not a punishment thing. It's not like, oh, well, why aren't they coming back to me? I must be a bad mom or, you know, I must be a bad pet parent. No, there has to be opportunity. There has to have, something has to happen where there, there's a perfect time for your beloved companion to come back to you. And maybe that now it's not the right time. Maybe you might lose your job or get sick and you can't take care of them. There are so many things that can possibly happen that we don't realize play into it. And, you know, in the great expanse of things in the quantum field where everything's happening at the same time, past, present, and future, it's all here. It's all happening, you know, in, in one place and one time, all of that stuff is already known. So if you're grieving because you feel like you haven't gotten your companion hasn't reincarnated, you know, it's, it's really okay. And they're still with you and they will always be with you. And there isn't a letdown on your animal's part. And you have to trust the process that there wasn't an opportunity or that something else may come up down the road. Mm -hmm. And when you mentioned kind of like pets taking on, um, you know, kind of taking on maybe some characteristics or like baggage, I mean, that, you didn't use that word, but kind of baggage of their owners. I know that, um, you know, there, in my Bailey's reading, there is talk of a heaviness, like a baggage. Now, do you kind of see in there? What was the other thing she said? Like a, there was um, like dust like around dust, him. Dust. dust. So do you kind of see, is that something that you see from kind of like the other side of maybe like baggage that they're carrying or a heaviness or like dust? that they're maybe bringing from like a past life or is that something that we as pet owners are kind of putting on them? Like they're carrying our baggage or, or our heaviness. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that a lot where they take on our stressors, they take on our issues and they don't know what to do with them mm -hmm. because most of our issues are too big of a concept for them to truly wrap their head around. Like I had one client one time ask me who was going to be, have it ask his dog who the next president was going to be it's like they don't care <laughs> that's just not important to them so they're not going to pay attention so yeah. as far as carrying <laughs> as far as carrying your heaviness yes now heaviness can be a lot of different things uh, stress but what is stress where is it coming from is it a health thing is it a family thing is it a career thing is it a money thing? I mean, we could go on and on about yeah. all the things that stress us out, right? I just went to the dermatologist. I had to get this thing oh, burned no. off my hand right here. Oh. And um, I stressed about it for weeks because I couldn't get in to see him. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's skin cancer. Oh my gosh, oh my God. Well, it was nothing. It was right. and I stressed myself out for weeks. So our stress can come from everything and anything. And think about what it does to a full-grown adult human. Yeah. It makes us sick, right? Yeah. It changes our whole dynamic of our body. Some of us eat more. Some of us eat less. Some of us can't sleep. 
Some of us sleep too much. Some of us indulge in, you know, things we shouldn't indulge in, alcohol, prescription drugs, you know, narcotics. Stress makes us very unbalanced beings. And we are, you know, how tall are we? I'm five, five, right? Full grown adult. So take your pet. How big is your pet? You know, even a, a big dog, a hundred pound dog is not as big as you. Imagine what it is like for that animal to be absorbing your energy into their smaller body. And they don't understand what to do with that. You see in the animal kingdom, they don't carry stress with them. All they do is self-preservation and, you know, they have their day-to-day activities, but they don't carry stress. But around us, they can absorb all of that. So as far as the heaviness that you were uh, talking about, what I would take that as be mindful, and this is a, a great tool for you guys, be mindful that your thoughts are in line with your goals of what you want to see, which is in line with what you're saying you want, which is in line with your heart. So there's a straight line from the top of the head, your eyes, your mouth, and your heart. This should all be the same thing. And if you keep all of this in alignment, that's how you can help your pet from not being stressed out or carrying any heaviness that they pick up from you because what do we do as humans? We think about the worst case scenario. Look what I did with this little thing on my hand. I thought for sure it was cancer. It wasn't, but we have to learn, and animals have taught me this, obviously not in the last two weeks, but (laughs) we have to learn to think, vision, speak, and feel what we want, not what we don't want. I'm so human. I did exactly what I shouldn't do. I went to the worst case scenario. Oh my God, it's cancer, right? What I should have done was, oh, it's probably nothing. It's probably just a little thing. They'll burn it off. It's no big deal. No, I went to the worst case scenario. So I'm a perfect example of this. I was not in alignment. I wanted it to be okay. So I'm down here in my heart center. I want it to be okay. But my thoughts and my vision of what I was seeing were uh, somewhere way off here in left field. They weren't in alignment That's what makes our animals crazy because we as humans confuse them. But when we stay in alignment, we keep all of this straight. We can help them be clear of what we want from them, uh, not take on our stressors and just lead a more balanced life. It also helps us lead a more balanced life. And, you know, we are, we are a work in progress and our animals are, are here with us to enhance our experience, to make it better. And, you know, I even had a dog one time who we butted heads like crazy the whole time. Uh, She just, she was so stubborn and we were constantly arguing, the two of us. And now that she's gone, I had this conversation with her and I was like, you know, what, what was that all about? And she said to me that it's because I was in my mind conflicted. So I was basically arguing with myself. So I was out of alignment, which is what I just shared with you. And she was trying to show me, reflect back to me what I was reflecting to her. Mm -hmm. 
right? Yeah. I mean, she was mirroring back to me what was going on in my own head. And here I thought she was just being, you know, grumpy and 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 confrontational. But it was me. And she was showing me what I needed to work on for me. So if we can kind of step out of ourselves and go, wow, what's my take from this? How, what am I doing? Think of yourself and your life with your animals as a, uh, a nice pot, like you were going to make a, a nice soup. You have a big pot on the stove and you're going to put the first ingredient in it. Let's say, you know, I love onions and garlic. So I'm going to put onions and garlic in there and put some water in there. And then I'm going to put some salt and pepper. And then I'm going to keep adding these ingredients into it. And I make this beautiful pot and it's going to have this wonderful, you know, spinach and all kinds of wonderful vegetables and carrots and this yumminess. And it's going to be delicious. Okay. That's what our life is with our animals. But when we conflict, we have inner conflict in ourselves and in our life, we take out the ingredient. So I just pulled the carrots out. I just pulled the onions out. I just pulled the garlic out. I just pulled all the good stuff out. Now I'm left with a pot of hot water. <laughs> right? Yep. Yep. So you have the ability to add ingredients into your life with your animals. Don't take them away. So think about that. You have that choice every single day. So you can add to the experience of your animals. You can add to your experience here in physical form. If I were looking at that relationship with that dog, her name was Kimber. I might say, oh, you know, Kimber and I didn't get along that great. Kimber and I butted heads all the time. Stop. What's the takeaway? What was really going on there? You have to look at yourself because your animals will reflect back to you something that's going on, whether you want to admit it or not. That's the big thing. Hmm. Whether you want to admit it or not, they will reflect it right back to you. There's greatness for us to learn from them if we allow them to show us. Because mm -hmm. they can see our true essence. They don't see the hair or when we don't have makeup on or, you know, they don't see, oh, my socks don't match. They see the true essence of who we are. Who else does? Nobody. Everyone else is looking at your hair, your clothes, your jewelry, your car, your house. Your animals don't. It, it doesn't matter to them. What matters is your energy, your essence. Mm -hmm. And that's what they are here in our lives to do, to help us be better humans, to help us live a better, fuller life, mm -hmm. even in loss, even when it comes to a loss. They're here to help us learn and grow because with great love comes great loss. You yeah. can't have one without the other. And I think that's very true. I mean, the, I think the sadness you feel it's because you love so much. I mean, the yeah. thought of losing little Leo or losing Bailey, like that's just too much to bear yeah. because our love for them is so great. I mean, I can't even imagine at all. So, I mean, I think that's, and I think that's yeah. what it comes down to is that, you know, we started this journey with them because we like love them but so we much. Yeah. <laughs> we, we wanted to know. What was Wouldn't you time. agree? Wouldn't you agree that they have added 
to your oh. pot of soup. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, having I them in your life is like all these good ingredients thrown in there, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your soup is better because of them. I can't even remember what my soup was before. Yes, that's what's important. So instead of focusing on the negative, like <clears throat> a health issue, um, if you focus on only the negatives, if you talk about it, if you obsess about it, <clears throat> if you only think, oh my God, um, you know, let's say little Leo has a, a an issue going on and that's all you think about and stress about and talk about and you you lose sleep over it well guess what you're putting all of that on him and you're making it worse for him he may not understand it Oops. he may not be able to connect the dots mm -hmm. but all of that leads to a heaviness mm -hmm. or extra baggage or anything else that that little guy doesn't need to have placed upon him we have the power to do that. No. We have the power to, exactly. See, the light bulb goes off, right? Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. And I'm guilty. I've done it. You know, I get obsessive. I'm a crazy pet mom. I do the same things. But I'm just telling you, I, I try, I really try to be more mindful of what I'm thinking, what I envision, what I'm saying, because what we say matters. If you say something like, um, guy, I hope he doesn't get sick. I hope he doesn't die. I hope, you know, he doesn't have, you know, cancer or whatever it is. Don't say that. Say he's going to be healthy. He's going to be vibrant. He's going to be restored. He's going to have a beautiful life, a full life, a happy life, a healthy life, because that has energy. That positive energy. Yeah. When you send that out into the world, he absorbs it. Mm -hmm. So now instead of cancer and heaviness and liver and kidney and issues and this, da, 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 he's got, I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm restored, I'm vibrant, I'm living a long life. What would you rather have? Of course. Okay. Well, yes. I'll well, we got to talking about it. <laughs> revise that. But yes, no, yeah. we're going to have to revisit that. Yes, but I feel like uh, like humans do the exact opposite of what they're supposed to do all the time. Like, because why are we always the exact opposite? Because it's like a feelings thing where I think it's like we, you know, we probably talk too much and don't feel enough. Like, like what Karen's saying, like it's, it's, you have, it has to be a whole from the top to the bottom, but we get mm -hmm. so stuck on our feelings and worry. And we're like, we're in a society of, I mean, not even, I mean, just for me personally, I spend my whole day worrying about everything mm -hmm. stuff I shouldn't even be worrying about. Like, and so we have to like take a minute and mm -hmm. take a pause and rethink how we're talking, Lauren. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, I, and I thought I was thinking like, oh, well, if I talk about it, then he knows I love him. Like he knows I'm concerned for him, but I wasn't thinking from the standpoint of like, I'm putting out negative energy and by he doing hear you instead of. And He's listen, and they understand, understand us, right? I mean, she specifically, do. he does. Oh gosh. Okay. So we I'm just stop with it. We need to revisit. <clears throat> yep. We're going to be fine. Revisit that. And again, it it takes time. You know, I'm, I'm going to be 60 this year and I'm, I still don't get it right. So, you know, be patient with your progress and understand that they, they know that we have faults. They know that we um, have weaknesses but they're, again, they're here to enhance our experience. They're here 
so that we can expand on a spiritual level in this lifetime, in this body, we will definitely meet again. We'll meet up with them again. It may be a, a lifetime or two away, who knows, but it's in our highest and best interest for whatever happens. So you have to just trust that there is a reason that everything is happening, good and bad. There's a reason, it's not a punishment, it's not a lesson. But it, it's more about spiritual growth and experiencing this with that pet. And some of it won't make sense. You know, tragedy happens. Accidents happen. Um, it's terrible. Is it, um, you know, because you're a bad pet parent or you're having a bad stroke of luck? You know, I don't know. I don't know why things have to happen. I just know that we have to trust that we are never separated from those that we truly love, ever. There's never a separation. There's, there's no way that you could love something as deeply as you love it and have that just disintegrate into nothing. Mm -hmm. There's no way. That's impossible. That love is real and it exists. And that bond is real and it exists. And I am a far humbler person now than when I started my journey. Mm -hmm. I am try to be more mindful about my thoughts. If I want them to be healthy and restored and vibrant and get a clean bill of health. And that's what I think about. That's what I talk about. That's what I feel. That's what I say. That's what I put out there in the world. Uh, we're the, we're the only creature that puts out the worst case scenario and then wonders why it happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. True. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's very true. I hear about, you know, soul contracts and I hear about, you know, that, uh, that an animal left to teach you a lesson. I struggle with that because I don't know any animal that has ever said to me, you know, I left my mom at a young age or my dad at a young age, you know, to teach them about loss or to teach them that lesson. I don't know about that. And I'm just saying, I don't have all the answers, but what I can tell you is I think they're with us during certain periods of our life because we need them the most then. And they inherently know this. You, you may call it a contract. I call it more a, a pledge or a promise. Like, I promise I will be there for you when you need me the most. Mm -hmm. And so then they circle back around when the opportunity presents itself. And some will call that a contract, an agreement, or whatever you want to call it. I think it's so flexible. It's too hard to lock it into a contract. I think it's more, it feels more like a promise. I promise I will always be by your side, whether I'm in body or in spirit. And when you need me the most, I'm going to come back into physical form and I will be there with you during this time. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like anybody has ever, I can tell you for a fact, no animal has ever told me I wanted to teach her a lesson or teach him a lesson. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't heard that. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying I don't hear that. I hear only love. They're here because they love you and they want to be with you. And if you've had a lot of lifetimes, you guys both had that experience where this, um, your pets have been 
here many, many times, multiple lifetimes. So that's what I call, we think we're playing favorites because we love one, we try not to, but we love one or we're really bonded to one more than any of the others. And it's like, oh, why do I feel this way about this one? It has to do with how many lifetimes your souls have been together. So obviously the more times your souls have incarnated and been together in physical form and been through ups and downs and highs and lows and all the good and all the bad, you're obviously going to be more bonded to that one than one who just recently came into this world. It's not a lack of love. It's just that your love for the one you've been with so many times before has evolved is so much more. You guys have history, right? Mm -hmm. So I see things a little, I see things a little bit differently. That's just, again, it's my experience. I don't think anyone has all the answers. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't have all the answers. I like to keep my mind open and let the animals do the talking instead of me doing the talking. Like, oh, what does Karen Anderson think? The heck with what she thinks. What are the animals telling me? That's your evidence. That's your proof. And that's when it comes down to what is important and what really matters. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is I Know a Thing, a podcast by ordinary moms exploring what we find curious.